You're listening to a Natural Products Insider podcast, now on Google Play. With Rachel Adams, Managing Editor. Brought to you by Supply Side West, October 15th through the 19th in Las Vegas. Hello, and welcome to the Healthy Insider Podcast. My name is Rachel Adams. I'm Managing Editor of Natural Products Insider. And today I have with me Blake Ebersole, who is President of Nature Pro Scientific. Hi, Blake. How are you? Doing great. How are you? I'm great. Thank you. Uh, Blake is going to be presenting at Supply Side West this year in Las Vegas during our contract manufacturing workshop. Um, the session is called Contract Manufacturing Roundtable, How to Foster a Successful Partnership. Uh, and it takes place on Saturday, October 19th at 8.30 a.m. And Blake is going to be talking all things delivery format, um, including covering different delivery options and considerations around safety and quality, um, and also how this translates uh, within the context of the contract manufacturing partnership. So I think um, this topic, I feel like it can seem kind of straightforward when you think about it from a contract manufacturing perspective, where you as a brand owner might think, okay, this is what I want. I want this format. <laughs> this is the product I want. And and that's that's that. Um, but I think there's actually a lot more that goes into it. And so Blake and I are going to talk about that today. So Blake, I want to look at that point specifically to start. Um, essentially, when we're looking at it, at delivery formats through the context of a contract manufacturing partnership, um, where the manufacturer is creating the product, uh, beyond just knowing uh, you know, we want a tablet for our product or we want a beverage for our product. What awareness do brand owners need to have of delivery formats? Well, you know, I, I think there's a lot of responsibilities on brand owners to make sure that the product is uh, made correctly. Um, and in order to do that, you have to know, well, does your contract manufacturer actually have the capabilities that they have advertised? and? And, you know, part of that is understanding uh, whether the manufacturer can meet the regulatory requirements. You know, do they have the proper GMPs in place? Um, you know, and another one we run into a lot is uh, that a manufacturer may have a particular area of expertise, such as capsules, uh, but they don't do tablets very often. And so their tablet expertise is, is you know, not quite up to par, uh, although they might offer both capsules and tablets. And so... You know, it's really important for brand owners to understand um, what kind of questions that they can ask to, to really parse out whether or not a contract manufacturer is, is fit for the job. And so I want to dive a little bit more into that. Um, what would you say is a good starting point in terms of asking those questions um, and even understanding their own product and the delivery format that they, they're requesting? Well, each type of product has its own sensitivities and its own requirements. And you know, when you look at capsules, uh, you know, a lot of that has to do with process controls and how do they control and document and make sure that each capsule gets the same exact amount of each ingredient. And so, you know, it, it seems easy if you're, if you're on the outside, but there's really a lot of uh, expertise and experience and documentation that goes into 
ensuring, ensuring capsule consistency. Um, but then when you when you go to different types of products such as beverages, um, the considerations are are often much different. And so, you know, you're looking at a whole slew of other criteria in addition to simply making sure that um, you have the same amount of ingredients in each in each bottle or each unit. So it's really critical that you understand something about um, your dose delivery because uh, if you don't, then then you know it's 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 easy to um, you know make assumptions that you haven't really verified. Right, and this is really important um, for brand owners because the ultimate responsibility, at least per FDA, to make sure that their products are compliant and safe um, is on brand owners. And so making sure that they know enough about their product and the delivery format um, and other aspects of it as well to ensure that those products are meeting regulations um, is really important. So, Blake, I'd like to talk a little bit more about food versus supplements uh, because they're there are some critical considerations there, I think, because I, there are some some different requirements. Can you talk a little bit more about that? Sure. Uh, you know, we're our current world. Um, we have foods and we have supplements, and and they're regulated quite differently. But on the shelf, they could you know actually be the same exact product, um, and it all depends on how you label them. And so, if you're labeling as a conventional food. Uh, or a conventional beverage, um, you aren't allowed to make health claims based on non-essential nutrients. Whereas if you label it as a supplement, you are allowed to make health claims based on non-essential nutrients. And non-essential nutrients are things like botanicals or some amino acids and uh, omega-3s. And and so, um, you know, there's, there's a lot of differences there between, you know, the type of marketing claims you can use based on how you label it. Um, you know, another big consideration is whether the facility is set up to make it as a food or as a supplement. Uh, and, and because the regulations are so different from each other, in most cases, um, you know, a company will will have the GMPs of, of a food and not, a, not of a supplement or vice versa. And so it's really important to understand going in when you're qualifying a manufacturer is understanding, well, how do you want your a product to be labeled, and and that you know starts with the marketing and investor verified or agreed to, and and so you know one area that is you know commonly overlooked is uh, who's responsible for ensuring the stability of the product, mm -hmm. uh, and how do we establish the shelf life of a particular product? Well, um, it could go many ways. So we could just ensure shelf stability by doing organolepsis, um, for example, for foods. You know, does it taste the same at the end of shelf life as it did at the beginning? Um, whereas for supplements, you know, if you're labeling uh, 100 milligrams of vitamin C, uh, well, you have to make sure that 100 milligrams is, you know, able to be measured at the end of the shelf life. And so you get into, um, you know, a lot of um, uh, technical issues that a lot of brand owners aren't necessarily uh, prepared to ask or, or discuss. Um, and so, so there's assumptions made. And, you know, in, in many of the better companies, especially supplement companies, they have what they call, you know, quality uh, agreements. And so in that agreement, 
that's where you specify you know, who's responsible for uh, performing stability and what are the criteria used for determining the stability of a product. Um, because, for example, if, if your stability data suggests that the vitamin C uh, degrades over the shelf life, well, maybe you should be prepared to add an overage um, that would ensure that it has the amount labeled at the end of shelf life. But if that's not discussed or agreed on before, then you're, you're not only your your is your label incorrect, but um, the amount that is 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 in there is not what you thought it was uh, at the end of shelf life. Right, and this is incredibly important when it comes to delivery format because delivery formats have um, they have quite an impact on shelf stability. Correct. Absolutely. Um, and in many cases, we have you know historical data where somebody says, "Oh well, historically our overage for vitamin C is 30%. Well, what if you add a new ingredient that uh, might oxidize or cause vitamin C to degrade faster? Well, you can't necessarily use those historical assumptions. You actually mm. uh, might need to to perform a new stability study uh, on this particular combination of ingredients." So right. it's always important if you're using historical data um, to base your dosages and, and your overages on that that's verified, um, you know, uh, either before the product is released or it's it's verified at some point so that you understand, um, you know, whether or not this, this unique uh, blend of ingredients uh, might change the shelf stability of, of any one ingredient. Right, and a, a theme I've pulled from our conversation is um, that it's very important to verify and to confirm and to not make assumptions, um, which is especially important in this context because, as I mentioned previously, brand owners, and I believe you mentioned as well, brand owners are ultimately responsible um, when it comes to the quality and the safety and the efficacy of their products. Um, and so having something like a quality agreement where these details are outlined and making sure um, that they've done the legwork in terms of overages and ensuring shelf stability um, is really important. Right. Um, well, thank you so much, Blake. I really appreciate your time and insight, and I can't wait to hear uh, your presentation at Supply Side West. Absolutely, I'm looking forward to it, and uh, it should be a great event. And uh, for lots of uh, people really interested in attending. Because, uh, you know, to my understanding, it'll be a roundtable mm -hmm. uh, type of um, uh, event where there'll be lots of Q&A. And usually the Q&A is where you get the, you know, best information out. Right. And I'm so glad that you brought that up because um, that is something that I wanted to highlight as well is this session. We've decided this year to do a roundtable session, like you said, and it was specifically for that intention because we want to uh, dive a little bit deeper into some of these topics that we have found are critically important um, to our audience in years past. And we wanted to give the opportunity for more questions and answers and more um, kind of collaboration and discussion. So I think we've designed it to have a really great format to be able to answer all those questions. And I'm just going to go ahead and reiterate the details of the session. Um, it's called Contract Manufacturing Roundtable, How to Foster a Successful Partnership uh, on Saturday, October 19th uh, at 8.30 a.m. at Supply Side West in Las Vegas. And thank you so much, Blake. I can't wait to see you there. Great. I'm lo looking forward to it and see you in Vegas. This episode has been brought to you by Supply Side West, October 15th through the 19th in Las Vegas.